Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desired. In fact, you will possess a new you. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another exciting episode. If you're just joining us, we have been talking about Recover Your Balance. This has been a challenging season for most, and we want to empower you with goodness to get through it. For those who have been with us for a while, this is the first time that we camped on the same subject for a moment. The closest we did something similar is when we discussed mindfulness. (laughs) I chuckle a little bit because for those who are listening, y'all probably didn't know that the topics being discussed was related to mindfulness. It happens. But during those two months, we shared very instrumental things in helping us to feel supported during our new season in 2020. Can I say what? 2020. Anyways, back to the subject matter at hand. Recover your balance. So far, we've discussed how we are not alone. We also noted how God sends people to provide comfort. Ladies, we would like to be part of your comfort support team. We want to take on that role with you and help you to feel empowered and renewed. And as I say this, it reminds me of my wonderful PSAs that I do with my episodes, which is please subscribe to our channel. Please leave us a review and or just click on those high stars, because when you do that, we're able to reach more people with this positive message of goodness of how to get through this 2020 and boy has it been a doozer well let's get back last week's episode number 76 we revealed how we can speak confidently to god because we know how much he loves us we discuss that god is our helper while he helps us we can confidently find the truth in situations. By discovering the truth, we can establish a game plan for our growth and our behaviors, as well as move forward from the situation. Because we ain't trying to stay stuck up in there all day long and be all more crazy. Mm-mm. Well, we're going to dive into two more elements that spurs us on to become centered and regain our balance. Before I begin, 
I got two questions for you. Well, I'm asking questions, but first, I just want to make sure y'all pay attention to me. Sometimes I need to know that y'all listening. Okay, so here's the two questions. When you were growing up, did you hear and read or hear about and read any books by Dr. Seuss? What was your favorite? I remember falling in love with green eggs and ham. I just adore how everything rhymed. He, he made it right. I knew I wasn't going to eat green eggs and ham, but Dr. Seuss, he sure did pull me in. Of course, we, before green eggs and ham was the cat and hat. And they had the cartoon. I remember cartoon. I'll, it'll come on and I'll watch it and, and chuckle a little bit. Some of you, you guys may have thought about, because it came out every Christmas, how the Grinch stole Christmas. I'll be honest, I was so mad at how the Grinch treated his dog. Because of being mad, you know, you see his little potty eyes and his little potty mouth. It took a good minute for me to have compassion for the Grinch. The Grinch became one of Dr. Seuss' most successful stories. Why? Not only did it tug at the heartstrings once he was able to move past the little dog situation, but they kept making movies about it. I don't know if you know this. Every couple of years, there was a new movie about how the Grinch stole Christmas. But each movie allowed more people to be reintroduced to the world of Dr. Seuss. As I'm sharing all this, it does provide fond memories of my childhood. What a legacy Dr. Seuss left. He published 45 books where he actually did all the writing and illustrated them. I'll be honest, I've just been trying to get one book published. But to be able to say from 1937, when he began publishing, to 1991, that's when he passed away, he was still putting out books. Before his death, he put out one of his last books where, you know, he was still alive. And of course, in his death, they pulled together some of his illustrations, some of the other things that didn't get published, and they published more of his works. And I think about that, and, I, and, I, and I'm like, wow, that is amazing. Again, what a legacy he left. What you might not know is that his first book was rejected by 27 publishers. He felt so defeated after another rejection that while he was walking down the street, he was about to throw the book away. He just couldn't take it no more. Before he was able to do that, he bumped into an old classmate who was a juvenile editor at a publishing company. I'll be honest, I had to look up juvenile. I mean, I knew what an editor was, but just so you know, a juvenile editor is a person who brings on local talent and helps build up the publishing company with new works. So those two, they get started, they start chit-chatting. And his friend ends up inviting him to his office. He reviewed the book and he offered Dr. Seuss a publishing contract. From there, 
he went on to publish so many books. Dr. Seuss attributes meeting his friend and signing the contract to luck. He said, hey, what would have happened if I was walking on the other side of the street and missed my chance encounter with my old classmate? You guys, I do not consider this to be luck, but rather the movement of God. Psalm 37, 24 states, Though he falls, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. In this particular case, Dr. Seuss would appear to have fallen 27 times. Why? 27 times he was rejected by publishing companies. Even though he fell, he was not destroyed. Throughout his experiences, God was still upholding him. Therefore, and this is a great therefore, at the right time, the right chance encounter, God allowed his passion and gifts to be seen by others. Why is this so important? As we venture on our course to recover our balance, there are plenty of moments where you have to believe in yourself and talents. You must learn how to be your best cheerleaders. Just think, for 27 times, Dr. Seuss, he believed and he knew that he had a good book, despite how people responded. So the third time he got back up, the fourth time he got back up, the fifth time he kept going, he kept going. And then finally, he couldn't take the disappointments any longer. And I'm pretty sure we all had these moments like, dang, I've done this for so long. I feel like I beat my head against the wall and bam, I can't do it no more. I'm done. And despite this reality where we feel like we can't do it anymore, I want you to know that God upholds you in his hands. Yes, we may fall, but God catches us. While we are being our best cheerleaders, cheering ourselves on, again, we know that God is beside us holding our hand. Why is this so important? Because we may make many mistakes. We may fall many times. But you know what? You're not destroyed by those. Just think if Dr. Seuss in all those 27 times said, okay, I will never write again. And he did. He came close. He was about to throw it away. But God intervened because God was there with him. As I say this, some of you may be thinking, Okay, that's great and all. Okay, Kimmy, I hear you. You're suggesting that a method of recovering my balance is to make sure that I'm cheering myself on, making sure that I'm pushing myself through those disappointments, that I'm being that best cheerleader, that I know God is with me. That's great. I got it. But Dr. Seuss. He knew 
what he wanted to do. Yes, he did. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew he was supposed to write books. He had an idea of his mind. He had talents. He knew it. But what about me? Since this pandemic and other things, I'm not certain anymore what I'm supposed to be doing. Or you guys who know what you're supposed to be doing, you'll be like, how do I get it done? How do I achieve it? Because now it's forcing me to rethink it due to our current life conditions. Ladies, I hear you. Because as I make these statements, this is something too that I had to, and I continually work through to grasp how do we make my new life tangible, something that I enjoy. And I say that because I was speaking with a friend earlier this week, and she was talking about the COVID-19, let me rephrase, this is COVID-19, the COVID-15, meaning I've been home and I've gained 15 pounds and I'm just trying to relearn who I am. I got you. I hear you. And as I make these statements, someone who also have come to my mind, and I really do love this person I'm about to share about, I'll be honest, and that is Oprah. And I'll tell you what, Oprah be getting some slack. People be mad at her all the time. But no matter how mad you get at Oprah, at the end of the day, you're like, oh, that's a bad demo demo. She is incredible. And I said it because I don't know if you guys remember in 2013 when she decided to end her television show. She made a decision, hey, I've been interviewing people for 25 years. And it's time for me to do something else. It's time for a new challenge. And she decided, okay, I'm going to end my talk show. I will move to the next adventure of creating my own network. And so she did. And she called it OWN. Makes sense. OWN. Oh, for Winfrey. Okay. There you go. The first year of OWN Tank. Yeah, did. She was criticized harshly by those who watched. They knew Oprah as being a powerhouse woman. Everything she touched turned to gold. Not this time, though. She shared about her train wreck during a commencement speech to Harvard grads in 2013. She shared how just being asked to speak at Harvard lit a new fire within her. It was that moment of recognition that made her realize that she was not done and that it was not over. She became all the more determined to see Own become successful. She stated during her speech that at some point we will fall. That's just reality. But when we do, there is no such thing as failure. Failure is just life trying to move us in another direction. Now, when you're down in the hole, it looks like failure. Of course, I got a scripture for this. Proverbs 24, 16 states, For the righteous fall seven times and rises again, but the wicked 
stumble in times of calamity. It feels like we fail. But doggone it, we will rise again. And I remember the great poet said it all the time. Maya Angelou, we will rise. We will rise. And that's a drop the mic moment. But Oprah, she concluded in her long speech. I mean, that thing is long. You go back and Google it. It's a wonderful speech and, and really powerful. Go back and Google it. But at the end of the speech, she says, we will stumble, fall. You have questions and you have doubts about your past. But I know this. If you listen to, be guided by that small voice that is the GPS within yourself, you will find out what makes you come alive and you will be okay. Go ahead, Oprah. That's why I love my Oprah. That was powerful. And how much more are her words so important for us during this season? Ladies, becoming centered requires us to discover our purpose. What makes you come alive? As we recover our balance, we must be our best cheerleaders and discover our purpose. Both of these items, mm -hmm, we will explore during our online workshops. Yes, I've been talking about them workshops because I'm excited about what we're about to do. August 18th, August 25th, September 1st, Tuesday, 7 p.m. CST time. We're going to have a blast. And these workshops will take a deeper dive into what I share today. We will move forward in learning how to make these items practical in our everyday lives. We do not just want to talk about recovering your balance. We want it to be a reality in your life. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say it. These workshops are going to be on fire. They're interactive. It gives you an opportunity to think things differently, get some feedback. It's going to be exciting. Pop in. It will be a time for self-discovery, empowerment, and renewal. Are you getting excited yet? We still have our early bird special of a whole $5, which is not very much at all. But by the end of this week, the price will go up to $10. I'm telling you that because for those who've been listening, I do the same thing. I'll be waiting and I'll be waiting and I'll be waiting and I'll be waiting. And this happened recently. I was waiting. I was about to buy some clothes and I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting. I had the clothes in my little cart. And then sure enough, the uh, clothes that I wanted <laughs> was no longer available. And I was so mad at myself. And I was like, dang, all I had to do was just push the button and buy it. But no, I was waiting. I don't want you guys to miss out on this great opportunity by, by waiting. Go ahead and get your ticket while it's inexpensive. And continue to put it in your calendar. Continue to make it a priority and get excited and powered up about what's going to happen. Please go ahead and get yours today. Like I said, by the end of the week, the price goes up. And you can register at a healingpeace.com slash register.
in the interim, I want you guys to come back. We have a couple more items to share about recovering your balance. Again, we want you guys to feel empowered. We want you guys to really become recentered. And I know the things that I've been sharing are, are just scriptures and, and just little tidbits to let you know that we know it's a tough season. Yeah, I say that and I exhale because it's been tough. But I want you to know that you're not by yourself. And I want you to know that God has a purpose and a plan. And you can do incredible things. And we want to share that experience with you. Come back next week. We have some more great things to share. Get your ticket. Give us a review. All wonderful items. See you next week.